This is the Business English Podcast, episode 84. Avoid misunderstandings in business English with this adverb advice. Welcome to the Business English Podcast from All Ears English. Get the English skills you need to achieve your dreams in global business. For a presentation, a meeting, or your office party, this is Real Business English with your favorite American hosts, Lindsay and Michelle, coming to you from New York City and Colorado, USA. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, Lindsay, how are you? I'm doing great. How's everything on your end, Aubrey? I'm all right. I'm kind of hungry. What about you? Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> We're in the same time zone these days, right? I never remember what time. <laughs> yes, I am. I know yes. Arizona doesn't change, so it's actually kind of confusing. It's confusing, but, yes, but yeah. right now we're both on the same time. <laughs> yes, we're working through the lunch hour today, mm-hmm. Aubrey, but I'm excited. We're so dedicated. To nice Look lunch. at us. We're so dedicated. <laughs> I think podcasting could be, the only, could be the only thing that I would be willing to do through the lunch hour. <laughs> I know, right? I said that on purpose because I wanted to use kind of, say I'm kind of yes. hungry. I'm not starving. I'm okay. I'm okay to record, but I'm, I'm kind of hungry just a little bit. We and had today, a great question about yeah. this, right? I'm like, yeah. And this, it, sometimes we might underestimate how important this word really is mm-hmm. when we misuse it, when we enter it, when we're not, when it doesn't fit, right? Or when we use it strategically. So I'm really excited to get into this question. Exactly. Right. So let's first share the question. Arusa sent an amazing question asking about lots of different adjectives and adverbs, some that might be overused or some we should be using. And she also said, hey guys, can you please explain kind of and sort of what do these mean? How can we use them in what situations? So we're going to share about some of these others she asked about in future episodes. Make sure you're following so you don't miss those. And we're going to do a deep dive on kind of and sort of today. Especially in the business world, right? So our philosophy at Allers English is that you need formal, informal, and semi-formal English for business, right, Aubrey? It's not just about becoming a robot and all of a sudden only being formal. And I think that's what a lot of business English courses right now teach you is just formal English, which I I don't like that. I don't agree with that. No, it's think? just not the way we really speak at work, right? Even yeah. during meetings, often during presentations, we still are often not that formal, a lot of informal language. So you're right. We don't want to learn what the textbooks are teaching. We want to learn how people actually speak at work. Yeah. I mean, in the end, we're doing business with human beings. It's a human to a human thing, just like every day, English at a party, at a social event. And so you need to use the language at the right time, of course, right? There's times when kind of or sort of doesn't really make sense in business, maybe in a presentation when you're making a statement about something. Right. right? And this is where this is a common mistake made by language learners where they will use kind of to mean very and this can cause some problems. So this is our sort of warning right in the beginning. This could be really problematic at work in business English. We want to give you this, what not to say, and then we'll dive into what these actually mean, why you would really not want to say these. 
This is interesting. So this is a huge warning, like red flag yes. here, guys. Whoa, because it's interesting, Aubrey. I didn't know that this was a common mistake for students, but you meet with our students a lot more through our coaching programs and our IELTS program. And so you've seen this in students. This is crazy that people are making this mistake and we want to stop it now because it's yes. completely the opposite meaning of what you're trying to say. My guess is that it's um, a situation with like a false friend, a false cognate, a false something where someone's translating directly from their first language and oh. assuming meaning of this without realizing, oh, kind of does oh, not no. mean that. So for example, you might hear at work, I'm kind of impressed by your performance lately. And what the speaker <laughs> means is I'm very impressed. That's not what that means, right? What does that actually mean, Lindsay? It basically means meh. You're doing Just okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd give you like a 65, 70%, right? It means, yes, you are impressed, but just a little bit. Just a really little bit. Really not that much. And I used, if you guys listen back, my intonation, I tried to share the intonation where I meant very, right? I'm kind of impressed by, no, it still has that same meaning of, no, I'm really not very impressed. <laughs> just a little I bit. I see what you mean. Yeah, that intonation, right, right. There might be... Okay, we won't go into that, but there might be a scenario where natives might say that. I think there you know is. We're going to about. go into this, okay, Lindsay, we because go. we oh, sometimes <laughs> use it sarcastically, and we will go into that. But okay. sort of what I mean here is at work, if you're going to say this when what you mean is very, there is very likely going to be a misunderstanding. Someone might yes. get offended. So you need to recognize it does not mean very. This does not mean does I'm not. very impressed. And it right. could someone could really leave with the wrong impression. And that's the most important thing that you're going to need to take away today, right? Is that mm -hmm. doesn't mean very. So another example, so sort of also doesn't mean very, right? Exactly. So if you say you're sort of doing a good job, you're basically saying they're doing an average job. You're not saying they're doing a very, very good job. Exactly. Right. Both of these sentences are actually critical or <laughs> criticisms, right? If we're throwing in kind of or sort of not even realizing it, maybe we think it means very changing the whole meaning of what we're saying. So you want to really right. clarify in your mind kind of and sort of do not mean very. They mean a little bit or somewhat. I love it. I love it. So good. Where do we go from here? All right. So we want to talk about how we also use kind of to soften. We use it okay. to soften something that could be harsh or blunt, right? So mm -hmm. I might say something like, they're kind of flaky, so they'll probably be late to the meeting. And it would be so harsh or blunt to be like, they're flaky, so they'll probably yes. be late. I'll use yes. kind of to soften that. I recognize, ooh, this isn't very nice what I'm saying, even though it might be accurate. I'll add kind of and sort of, we both add this to mean, to, to soften what we're saying. Right. So I could see how our listeners could get into trouble with comprehension here too. If our listeners think that kind of means very, then you think this person is saying they're very flaky. Right. right? Exactly. <laughs> Again, misunderstandings that Doesn't could be created, work. but Doesn't it's work. so useful. Anytime, if you feel like you need to share information about someone that you feel is a little bit negative, but true, this mm -hmm. is uh, natives do this all the time where we'll throw in a, a kind of, or sort of where we're saying, you know what, I'm saying this because it's accurate, but I yeah. don't like how harsh it sounds, how mean it sounds. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just a quick pronunciation note, oftentimes native speakers will say kinda and sorta. Mm, good point, right? right? We rarely yeah. will will emphasize that F at the end. Kinda. Just kinda and, like this, sorta like and this. That's, 
Uh, and it's also okay in business English, of course, depending on who you're talking to and when and where. Right? Yes, exactly. Now I feel like in business English, most of the time, these words are not too informal. We're throwing them in all the time, yeah. all over the place. We often yeah. don't even realize it as native speakers. We're throwing right. in a kind of or a sort of to soften what we're saying. Mm -hmm. And so it's go you're going to hear it in every scenario, in every situation. You also can be can feel comfortable using them. Right. Just saving face, softening, um, right. just not trying to be too harsh in what you're saying about someone. Exactly. So sort of very synonymous, interchangeable with kind of, right? Mm -hmm. The main difference here is kind of is more common in American English and sort okay. of is more common in British English. So my mm -hmm. guess is Lindsay and also for me, we would have a tendency to say kind of more often yeah. than sort of. I think so. Yeah. I think that makes sense. And for my British friends and colleagues, I think I've definitely heard them say sort of more. Mm -hmm, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I saw this online yes. and it rang very true to me because often with yeah. the examples I was coming up with, like sort of doesn't sound quite right to me. Oh, because I'm American. So I hear kind of <laughs> way more often. <laughs> I love it. I like, I like but, it. Any other examples there of sort of? Yeah. So we do also use, especially in England, but also in the United States, you will hear, we also use sort of to soften what we're saying. If you are saying about someone she's sort of a loose cannon right what does that mean? this is an idiom one. that means idiom. The, uh, unexpected behavior uncontrollable <laughs> maybe but it's really it's more playful than you know you're really not saying like whoa you never know what she's going to do it's right. more like you know they're a unique person maybe with their presentations they always started in a really interesting way have do you not use yeah. this expression Loose cannon. I, it's not really in my vocab, but I get it. Like, I like it. I think it could be good, especially to bring color to how you describe someone in a in a kind way. You know what yes. I mean? Oh, yeah. I like, the, I like your example, Aubrey, in the workplace. If you're preparing someone for your, your colleague who's going to give a presentation, like, be ready for anything. She's sort of a loose cannon when she presents. So you might be asked to stand up and juggle or something, you know, I right, don't know. Right. And so, I do feel like this is one of those idioms in English where it depends on the context. I think this definitely can have a negative connotation. You, you yes. might hear about someone, oh, she's a loose cannon. And they really mean like uh, something very negative, very unpredictable, very unexpected behavior. But it can also be a yeah. little more complimentary like this, just like surprising. Right. If you're talking about someone's lifestyle or how reliable they are, then right. you could get into being offensive and being, yeah, making someone feel bad. Depends sure. on the context for sure. Depends on the context. But this is yeah. definitely one where I would have a tendency to add kind of, sort of, and say like, okay, she's sort of a loose cannon. Just be prepared for anything. <laughs> I love it. So good. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, Aubrey, what about sarcasm? Earlier we mentioned 
that sometimes this is used in sarcasm. What can we say about that? Yeah. And this might be also possibly from first languages, but this might be also what is causing this confusion, causing these mistakes is sometimes we do use these to mean very with very sarcastic intonation. Like we're, we're having to really make it clear that we're being sarcastic and we would not do this at work to say like, I'm very impressed with your performance. No, but you are going to hear it in other scenarios. Yeah. So now we're adding an extra layer. So, you know, what we've done so far is we've shown you guys that very does not, very kind of does not mean very. Okay. That is straight up. It's true in a literal sense, but sometimes native speakers do get a little sarcastic and sarcasm sometimes means using the opposite meaning of the word, right? Exactly. So So we'll give you some examples. Here's one, right? Let's say you have a coworker that's leaving for an amazing vacation to like Cabo San Lucas, Mexico, right? And so you kind of playfully say like, I'm kind of jealous you're leaving for vacation tomorrow. Like clearly you're very jealous. They're going on this amazing, what you mean is I'm very jealous that you're leaving on vacation, but we'll use kind of sort of sarcastically. To kind it sounds like you're kind of trying to downplay it a little bit because maybe you're a little embarrassed about how jealous you are. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Right. Soften it. Jealous. The same with wanting to soften saying harsh things. We're also kind of softening how much we want to admit that we're jealous. Right, right. And what would be another example? Yeah. So if there's like really loud noise, you'd be like, okay, that was sort of loud. (laughs) (laughs) Like to sarcastically to be funny about sort of downplaying how loud something is. Right. Let's say someone had their computer volume on like 100% and they got onto the one of those websites where the video just plays automatically and the whole floor is like, ah. Yes. <laughs> you might say, okay, that, that was, was sort of loud. loud. Yeah. <laughs> and this was the example that really pointed out to me that uh, how much it's like more common in American English kind of and British English sort of because first writing that, I'm like, I wouldn't say that was sort of, I would say that was kind of loud. Because I'm American. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I love it. So good. Let's do a role play for our listeners. Okay, perfect. In this role play, we're I'm meeting with you, my prospective client. Okay, here we go. Sorry I was kind of late. Traffic was atrocious. Oh, no worries. I'm glad you texted because I was sort of worried for a minute. Of course. I'm kind of thirsty. Would you like a bottle of water? Sure, thanks. Nice. Client (laughs) meeting. Yes. Okay. So my first thing was to apologize that I was late. And you can see that I'm softening um, how big of a problem it is that I was late by adding that kind of, right? Sorry, Sorry I was kind of late. late. (laughs) I will hear some people, people will do this when they're like 30, 40 minutes. They're very late, actually. Oh, sorry, I was kind of late to downplay it. (laughs) Right. And it doesn't mean it's going to change it in the person's eyes, right? Right. Yeah. You were 30 minutes late and that's what it was. Right. But we just like to do this. We think that we can maybe have more influence based on the words we choose. And sometimes we can, but depending on the relationship, they might call you out. They might be like, kind of, it's been 45 minutes. I was sitting here waiting. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And I think we've talked on this podcast you know, people that are always late, right? And I always mm-hmm. wonder what goes through their head. You know, is it that they get up and get ready too late? Like they don't allow that time to get out of the house or what it is? It's I don't know. It's true. I know. It does feel like at some point when it's always like, you know, okay, she's going to be 20 minutes late no matter what. Like what's happening here? <laughs> yeah. And then I said, no worries. Um, I'm glad you texted because I was sort of worried for a minute. 
Nice. So when someone's late and you're not hearing back, you might get a little worried, like, are they in a traffic accident? Has something happened? And this, again, you're sort of softening how much you were worried about it. Because now I'm here, I'm fine. You're like, okay, maybe I shouldn't have been worried. So I'm going to say, I was kind of worried. I was sort of worried. Right. And I also just want to note, it's interesting, right? We're in business English here now. And I said, no worries, but that is totally legitimate, right? Because it sounds like we have a bit of a rapport, right? Yes. Even though uh, I am your prospective client, there's a professional relationship, but we're kind of chatting. We have a bit of a rapport here. It is totally legitimate to use something like no worries in business. Absolutely. In That's such a good point, right? What The more formal you get, the more you're sort of closing off that connection. If this is right. a prospective client that you want to feel comfortable with you, I would much. it would be very formal to say, not a problem at all, or I totally understand, right? right and then to right. use that more informal no worries, I am very much sending you the message that like, I want to build a relationship with you. I want to create this connection. So I'm sort of creating a more informal space between yeah. us. Yeah. And I I personally would even say that I think this is a role play for a second client meeting. Like mm, maybe possibly. we've already had a meeting once and now we're meeting for a second follow-up meeting. It doesn't have to be true, but I think that I would deploy that no worries at a stage where I already kind of know you. you yeah, know no, I that's mean? a we, good point, right? Sometimes yeah. we have several meetings with prospective clients before we right. actually, as I was writing this, I was not thinking of this as the first time you're talking to someone. Exactly, exactly. And maybe I already know you and I enjoy mm -hmm. your company and getting to know like, so there's a little bit of a guard that sort of comes down. I might not use that the very first time. I might just wait and see. Mm -hmm. Well, especially I because I guess point. I'm the client though. So maybe I'm more likely to say that than you. So anyways, actually, that's a really it. good point, right? Because when yeah. you're the one trying to get the contract signed, you're trying to get this yeah. client, you might stay a little more formal. I'm saying traffic was atrocious, atrocious. That's a, for like horrible, but that's actually a pretty elevated word. So right. you can see right. how my, my language is a little more elevated, whereas more you're the elevated. prospective client, you're not, you don't necessarily have to impress me. So these are all the things that we're thinking about, guys, in Business English and on this podcast and in our Business English courses. How many times have you met the person? Where are you? What's the context? What's the goal of the meeting? Uh, how much do you like the person? Who's the client? Who's the provider? I mean, there's lots of things to think about. Yeah. Absolutely. It's so important to, to be thinking about. I think that's a really good takeaway here. Sort of and kind of are so useful for softening what you say, especially yeah. if you're needing to give some kind of like negative feedback or some kind of negative statement. We use mm -hmm. that way all the time. But with all these other things we're saying, it's sort of softening other things as well. But I think what's most important is to think about what's the relationship and how elevated should my vocabulary be? Yeah. I mean, that's the philosophy, right? Business comes down to relationships and connection. That's all it is, right? Everything else can be learned and figured out, right? And so that's what we're trying to help you guys do on this show. I feel like the last couple episodes have been very high level, really good stuff. It's true. I agree. These are very common adverbs that native speakers use all the time. You want to be able to use them too. And just to reiterate, you want to avoid this mistake that we have heard listeners and language learners use to have either of these mean very. That can really create misunderstandings, miscommunications. So you want to make sure you're clear on that. Though you may sometimes hear it with sarcasm. Otherwise, yes. it just means yes. a little bit. Yes. So the most important takeaway is kind of and sort of doesn't do not mean very. Yes. <laughs> Let's just leave it it's at a that. Big mistake to and avoid. Then, exactly. And once you're ready, as Aubrey said, guys, you can start to play around with it in terms of sarcasm. But 
Just make sure that's clear because we want to stop making that mistake right away. Yeah. Awesome. Such a great episode. Thanks for joining me today, Lindsay. All right. Good stuff, Aubrey. I'll see you back on here very, very soon. And by the way, where should our listeners go to check out your IELTS podcast if they are taking IELTS? Oh, absolutely. We have two episodes every week, Jessica and I over on IELTS Energy. So wherever you find your podcast, search All Ears English. All of our podcasts will come up and make sure you're following IELTS Energy if you're going to take IELTS anytime soon. Awesome. Fantastic. Good stuff. I'll see you on here very soon. Take care, Aubrey. Thanks, Lindsay. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Business English, a podcast just for you, the high-achieving global professional. Want more from All Ears English? Don't miss our biggest and best podcast with 8 million monthly downloads. Just search for the All Ears English podcast and hit follow to get four new episodes per week on fluency, American culture, grammar, and so much more. Or tap the link in the show notes. Remember, we believe in connection, not perfection when it comes to learning English. Follow the All Ears English podcast now.